Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. We're looking at Isaiah 35, verses 1 to 10. Isaiah was inspired to write, The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about in, on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. My dear friends in Christ, the prophet Isaiah in this section is describing that wonderful change that takes place when, when God works because he sent Jesus into this world to live and to die for us, to pay for all of our sins, to win for us heaven. Well, he's talking about the wonderful change that takes place because of what Jesus does. And because with what Jesus has done, now what God can do is he can take a spiritual desert wasteland and turn it into a plush spiritual oasis. And here we're thinking about really changing unbelievers into believing children of God. He can take us who were dead in our transgressions and sin and make us believing children of God and heirs of heaven. Because of that wonderful change, because of that wonderful change, what a wonderful journey we believers can travel through this life and throughout all eternity with our Savior. Isaiah said, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. Oh, perhaps a good description of what roads were like back in Isaiah's day would be helpful as we think about the picture that Isaiah is painting here. Those words were more like just paths, paths crooked, full of obstacles and potholes and 
we here in Michigan can relate to the potholes part of the description of their roads. Isaiah, what he often does is he use the thought of a highway to illustrate that in the Christian church we are not traveling on a crooked road that's full of potholes and obstacles like robbers and thieves and beasts, ferocious animals. Rather, in the church, we're traveling on a great, smooth highway. And that's because of our Savior, because of Him doing all the work for us. And now this is an excellent description here of the church. The church, God's believing family, it's a safe and it's a happy place uh, away from the temptations of Satan. And those who enter the path that leads to eternal life, they, they have no cause for alarm or problems. Isaiah said, no lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Now what he's saying here is that, well, believers... Our fears subside because our consciences are not burdened by the sin and the guilt that we would feel if not for the forgiveness of sins. Our consciences don't need to be burdened by that because Jesus lived and died for us. He paid for our sins. Instead, what we believers can do, we can walk about, we can live our lives in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And now what God's going to do is he's going to smooth out the way to heaven for us. And what I mean by that is he's going to make sure that absolutely everything in our lives, it works together for our eternal good. We who are redeemed by the blood of Christ, as he says here, will enter Zion with singing. And now here we have this picture of the invisible Christian church not the visible Christian church or visible Christian churches that exist here in this life. To be sure, Scripture does say that there will be hypocrites, people pretending to be believers within visible Christian churches that exist here on this earth. But there are no hypocrites, no people pretending to be believers in the holy Christian church. And now we believers know that though we are sinners and we're unclean sinners and on our own what we deserve is eternal punishment, yet we know that Satan and sin and the law, those forces can't condemn us. They can't condemn us who by the grace of God are believing children of God because the Lord has set us free. He set us free from the law and from our sin. He's our deliverer. And it's not our zeal or our works or our social standing in the world or even in our churches, but it's the blood of Christ. 
It's the blood of Christ that redeems us and the gospel that calls, gathers, and enlightens us as part of the holy Christian church. And because of this, because of what God does, because of what our Savior does, we believers can go on happily along the road to heaven and one day enter into the New Jerusalem, heaven, to receive the crown of life. Yes, in this life we have our troubles and our problems, but we can exclaim what a wonderful journey we can travel through this life because we have our Savior with us always. We have his grace and his love and forgiveness. And what our Savior is going to do as he travels with us through this life is he's going to get us safely through this life and to our eternal home in heaven where we'll be able to travel with our Savior through all eternity with no more of the problems ever again that are caused by sin in this life. What a wonderful journey. And just think about that, that wonderful journey. We're beginning it right now. We're on the road to heaven because the Savior is with us, because the Savior has lived and died and rose from the dead for us. What a wonderful journey. We'll be traveling right now as believing children of God, and what a wonderful journey we'll be traveling through all eternity in the perfect joy and happiness of heaven forever. What a wonderful journey, all because of our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us as we live in this sinful world to remember how blessed we are in the Lord, how strong we are in the Lord, and how in the Lord we can't be defeated. Help us to remember that in your believing family, in your church, we're in a wonderful spiritual oasis and, and what a wonderful journey we can travel through this life and through all eternity because you will be with us forever. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.